Hello and welcome to episode 23 of the APW Property Pod. Today we're going to be looking at a client question, slightly shorter format, five to ten minutes. And what are we going to be looking at? Stamp duty, namely, what is stamp duty? Why do we pay it? What are the different rates? And um, we might even look at some of the etymology of where the term comes from. My name's Callum Williamson and I'm joined by... Stuart. Stuart, how are you? Hey, I'm very good. Yes, feeling very fine this morning. Managed 12Ks this morning, I meant to tell you, which was not, no. not bad for my little rubbery, rubbery legs. So it was a good effort. But stamp duty, yes. I mean, basically, it is a immoral tax because if you think about it, it stops people moving. You know, if there was no tax like stamp duty, you'd, you'd get rid of your house, you'd move up to Glasgow to work, you'd move to Birmingham to work. But instead, every time you, you sell your house and buy another one, you've got to pay a highness amount of tax, which is frankly unfair, and there should be other ways of doing it. But anyway, in different parts of the different parts of the UK, it's called different things. Scotland, it's land and buildings transaction tax. Wales, land transaction tax. Land and transaction tax. Lovely. Okay. Well, I guess that's just the way of Wales and Scotland trying to differentiate themselves from England because looking at the Welsh stamp duty bans, they're pretty much exactly the same as the English ones. Um, what about the term then? Come on. I enticed the listeners in with letting them know we'd talk about where the origins of the term came from. Do you know? I haven't a clue. It's all to do with when you would pay a tax and there would be a red stamp would be put on the letter to show that you'd paid your tax on it and therefore it became known as stamp duty because your stamp, your stamp had been paid. So um, that's where it comes from. Obviously, they don't put a red stamp on it anymore, but uh, these things have a, have a way of sticking, don't they? Yeah, very much so. I mean, there's some great historical you know, backgrounds to all these things when, you know, things like how did um, the Rothschild family supposedly make money on the back of uh, Napoleon's loss at 1815 because they had some pigeons that they released with the result you know, 3-0 to the um, Allies. And uh, the Spigeons got back to London, which allowed Rothschilds to buy lots of stocks that would benefit from that. That is a historical urban myth. It's not true. And probably the same is true with this red stamp. But anyway, on we go. But it sounds interesting, doesn't it? Okay, so I guess what we'll do is we'll give a brief overview of what it is for people that are totally new to the concept. And then for people that know, that are exploring what they might need to pay, we'll look at, the different bands of stamp duty for first-time home buyers for a home, whether that's a second or whatever, for an investment, and then an investment if you're overseas, like the majority of our clients. So um, just briefly, what is it? Here's a definition of the internet. When you buy a property or land, you usually pay tax on it. While, while often referred to as stamp duty, that's only the name in England and Northern Ireland. It's different in Scotland and Wales, where it's known as land and buildings tax, as you've already said. Since 2014, all the home nations have had a progressive stamp duty rate system. This means that instead of paying a single rate on the entire property price, depending on the cost of the property you're buying, you might end up paying one rate on a certain portion and another rate on another. Right, sounds fair enough to me. Complicated. Okay, so what are the, should we just have a little look at, you know, the bands if you're an investor from overseas? So let's start as an investor. What, do you, what are the bands to start with? It's, it's zero to 125,000 is the first bracket, 125,000 to 250,000 is the next bracket, and then 250 up to 
I believe it's 500,000 all. Yeah. All and then after that, there's another bracket again. So um, what are they? Do you know? Put you on the spot. Well, I mean, people often ask me, you know, obviously you know, a common misconception that if you're buying from overseas and it's your first property, then you can go with this first-time buyer's I pay nothing sort of approach. Mm. But unfortunately, you know, unless you're going to live in it, and it's very difficult, and frankly, solicitors are very difficult about this, to convince the solicitor you're going to live in it if you're living in Manila, because it's obviously a buy-to-let. And if it's a buy-to-let, you must pay 3% stamp duty, plus you pay your 2% non-resident charge on top of that, which came, I think, in March last year. So basically, your starting point for stamp duty as a international person, unless it's a buy-to-live, which case you would need a buy-to-live mortgage, which means they're more expensive, which I can't explain, but they are. Um, basically, that's what you're starting off at, 5% stamp duty. That's it, yeah. So you're paying 3% because it's an investment on the first bracket and then an additional 2% because you're overseas. Um, so... Um, so yeah, 5% because it's 3% is the basic and then 2% because you're overseas on the second sort of tier then from 125 to 250, it would be 5% plus another 2%. So 7% on that, on that section of it. Yes. So, um, it is graduated. So you don't pay, you know, the top end, but I was doing some work with a client this week and it, we were looking at 600,000 pounds and basically he's going to have to pay 60 grand tax on it which is high enough, if you think about it, absolutely disgraceful. It, it is, but I suppose, you know, if, as we always bang on about, you're buying it, to hold it for the long term, you know, that is, you know, the gain you're going to get on the value of the property over five years is probably going to, you know, overtake that. So as long as you're buying it and holding it longer term, then you're still going to make your money, right? But it is, you know, it's gut-wrenching to have to pay that, you know, on top of, if you think about, again, this is one of the strategies I've been adopting with a number of clients, is that if you think about buying uh, cheap and doing something up, so if you look at the RRR concept, which is what I'm trying to do with some clients this week, buy, renovate, restore, remortgage, rent out, reevaluate, reuse, roll over, roll over, yeah. rip ball, pop, score. No, yeah. sorry. Okay. So if you do that BRRRR strategy, then you'll say buying at 150, but by the time you put a bit of money into it and then you remortgage, it's actually valued at 250. So you only pay stamp at 150, which is a better way of doing it than paying stamp at 250. So there are yeah. ways of, that's the only real way. I mean, you can, buying through a company doesn't help you. You're buying through someone else's name doesn't help you. Um, so really, it's we're stuck with it. Yeah. Yeah, there's no there's no way around it really. Just you've just got to suck it up and pay it, and make sure you check. And so a tool, a little tool we use, ye use is Knight Frank's uh, UK Stamp Duty Calculator. So just Google that, and you can put your figures in there, and it will tell you exactly what you've got to pay, guys. So um, yeah, you can just use that. Anyway, there we go. A little seven minutes of uh, good information. There, I think we'll leave it there. If you've got any more. Any questions or anything, guys, you can find more information on our YouTube or you can email us and ask us. If you'd like your question answered on the pod, then send it in and we'll answer it. That's perfect. Thank you very much indeed. Cheerio. Thanks for your time. Bye.